0: podcasting was this the catalyst to me changing you know my whole world you know i mentioned it again earlier and i I say it very openly but not to sort of brag i do i charge 1500 quid a day and i've got lots of people who will pay me that but that was not my thinking in 2017 i didn't think that i was worth that in 2017 and the person that i became through podcasting has shown me the value that i can charge based on the value i can actually deliver which is again why i'm so passionate about it as a medium because it's it sounds cheesy to say but it's podcasting has changed my life Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact
1: and uh, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. I've uh, got James here, James Burt, the founder of the Ultimate Work Podcasting Group and the man behind the legend of the podcast that is building the brand. James is a multiple iTunes Top 50 podcaster, a certified performance coach, and having launched over 100 podcasts for clients and in. Um, in demand media training. Now, James came across my radar, oh gosh, early in the summer or earlier in the year actually, sort of February time before the craziness of lockdown. And then he just appeared everywhere. Everybody that spoke to me about James and mentioned his name before I reached out personally, he's the guy that you need to speak to about podcasting. He's the guy that you need to speak to about building your brand. And I was thinking, I've never heard of this guy before. Where on earth has he appeared from? James, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. And I'm really
0: looking forward to this conversation. Thank you very much. What a warm introduction. I mean, I've had a few nice intros previously, but but that's, that's that's right up there, I have to say. And thank you. Thank you for the kind words. It's good to be here. As someone who's uh, helped you a little bit with this podcast, I know. Uh, I know the great kind of people you've had on so i'm honored and humbled to have been invited onto the the much loved airwaves it's not airwaves anymore, is it but you you get what i'm saying on onto, onto the pod <laughs> i do I do now uh, the one thing to me
1: is a is a testament of the caliber of the person, the capability in terms of the work that they do, and what a genuinely great human being they are is that when so many people whom I respect speak so highly of you. So what's your secret sauce? How how have you got so many people literally saying, this is the go-to guy, you'll get on really well with him, you need to go and speak to James?
0: So, so I'm, uh, as well as a qualified performance coach, I'm actually an um, IPQA certified NLP master practitioner. So I basically m- mind manipulate everyone into liking me. That's it. I'm actually, I'm actually an abhorrent human being, but I just trick everybody subliminally. Uh, so I had uh, this, this misty-eyed glazed look. So they
1: were basically in a trance when I spoke to every one of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's
0: not until I say the word orangutan 17 times, they will come out of the trance again. Then the truth will come out and this whole facade will come down like a, like a stack of cards.
1: So we're gonna we're gonna have a laugh in this in the show today. Uh, James's camera isn't working on Zoom, and we were just saying it's a pity that we uh, uh, we can't see each other. <laughs> to which I responded, "Oh, I know." Then suddenly realised how camp
0: that sounded. It That's was camp, but then that is like, I know it was like you were genuinely heartbroken. You couldn't see my face. It made me question a lot about you, but like you even more. <laughs> So, you launched the Ultimate Podcasting Group when? Um, early this year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. So, so I was a, a performance coach. My background was sort of in, in broadcast and media and PR and all that kind of stuff for years and years. And I'd done sort of various different stuff. And the, the last thing I sort of... Doing this time last year, I was running quite a successful coaching business. But I just um, I was was working with a couple of business partners. Story for another day. I didn't actually decide that I decided I didn't actually like them very much. So I split ways from them at the back end of 2019. And then I got headhunted to go and work for a guy called James Sinclair, who's uh, you know very uber successful entrepreneur, lovely fella. And he's another one of those guys. Anyone you speak to about Jim, everyone loves him. He's just just a lovely human being, but extremely extremely shrewd operator. And he basically said, look, I saw what you did with the coaching business and the people involved in that coaching business. Could you come and help me with the, the business training arm of my company? So I did. And I loved him. I, I knew him as a mate for a couple of years anyway. And I just loved him as a human being. And as I say, as an operator, I was like, I want to be around him just to you know, learn the lessons from him. Uh, but then, yeah, lockdown came everyone sort of got sent home from the office literally the last day we, we did like a 14 hour day, me, Jim and his videographer chudders. Cause we decided we couldn't do you know, live business events anymore. So we would better turn everything into videos and turn it into an online platform and pivot word of 20, 2020, yeah, um, you know, and t- turn everything digital. So we did that. And then we turned, we sort of launched his entrepreneurs university brand and um, it was, it was great, but you know, furlough it is what it is with the furlough scheme. Yeah, and yeah. you know, the, uh, the furlough schemes is, is a great setup. Big shout out to Rishi Sunak, because I know he's a big fan of this show, Gavin. So if he's <laughs> listening, which he probably is, I think it's a great idea. But obviously, it was only paying 80% up to two and a half grand. And if you are, you know, used to earning a lot more than two and a half grand, 80% yeah. of it, like I wasn't, I'm not going to turn my nose up at it. And I'm not going to be in any way ungrateful for the money. Again, thanks, Rishi. I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't going to cover the bills. Um, so I sort of sat there one day and, um, I had loads of people ask me about doing podcast coaching, but I was like, well, I'll charge 1,500 quid for a day. You know, it's quite, it's quite a, a chunk of cash, depending on your viewpoint on it. And again, whether you think that's a lot or not, that's down to your mentality. That's right. I'm NLPing you all now listening. Thanks, listeners. Um, but yeah, I realized there's probably not many companies and not many brands when the world's gone sideways who are going to be lumping out 1,500 quid for, for podcast training. So I thought, well, there's a double win to be had here because I can still make my 1,500 quid a day, day rate. But instead of doing it for 1,500 quid for one person, why well, don't I just train 10 people for 150 quid? Yeah, so I can slash yeah. 90% off my costs, help 10 times as many people, and still get paid the same amount of money. So I was kind of like, oh, I've stumbled across something here. So I literally, I, did, I, did, uh, I put it out there just as a test. Uh, I put it out there on, on Facebook and social media. I'm sure we'll talk about this later because I'm a bit prolific with social media. I put it out there, I just thought, Let's see who's interested. And I did add nine people sign up for my first 150 quid course. Of course, because normally they're like, it's 1,500 quid. Why would you not? So I, I remember I sat there on a Saturday afternoon and I made 1,250 quid in lockdown in my spare bedroom. Fantastic. And I said to my wife, I sort of shouted down because she was in the garden with my son because it's like beautiful hot weather. I was like, she's like, how's it going? I was like, yes, yeah, it's going really well. I was like, I made 1,200 quid sat in a spare room for the afternoon. That's not bad, is it? And she's like, yeah, maybe you're on something there, dude. Instead of, instead of this furlough money you're waiting for. I was like, yeah, good point. So I literally, Fantastic. yeah, launched the ultimate podcast group. And I just said to Jim, I was like, look, I love you dearly, but I'm going to I'm gonna have to go and do my own thing now. And weirdly, yeah. I, probably, I probably should have done the podcasting thing about 18 months earlier. So weirdly, COVID and lockdown and all the rest of it has actually been the, the kick up the bum that I, that I needed, really
1: so you launched at a time when all of a sudden there were a lot of people talking about now's the time to launch a podcast. Hey, come with me and I'll talk, show you how to launch a, you know, a, 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 a chart, a chart, a big podcast.
0: a short <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I> Still can't <laughs> say it. A chart topic topping podcast. podcast. Yeah. 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 That one. And there were a number of people out there in kind of like social space, um, advocating that, now is the time for podcast and they were the podcasting uh, sort of uh, studio or agency to go with. How have you managed to stand out in the way that you've you've done over and above, you know, fresh voices in the space and quite a lot of noise in the space?
0: Do you know what it was? Again, I sort of touched on it a minute ago, 14 years worth of broadcast experience, you can't take that away from somebody. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of newbies in the space. And don't get me wrong, I, I've got nothing against that per se, as long as they can do the job that they profess to do for clients. Um, a coach or a mentor or an expert is only as good as the results they can help the clients get. I've got a real bugbear with bad coaching. I've got a real, because I've been around a lot of it. I've been, you know, I've, I've been involved in... You know, I used this time last year again. I was running a, a a coaching academy to teach coaches how to coach properly because we saw some of the people that were in our circle who were that bad at coaching. I was like this is it's not justified that these people go out and call themselves a coach. It gives the the market a bad name, and ultimately these clients are not getting what they paid for. So I've got nothing against it per se, but again, like a, like I mentioned, I've got 14 years worth of broadcast experience. I've worked with the likes of BMW, Thomas Cook. You know, not such a good brag anymore. Nissan. Nando's Stellar Artois Xbox, you know, I've worked in, you know, brand situations for them in terms of audio. I've been, uh, I've been a professional radio presenter. I've worked for record labels. I've been on both sides of the microphone. I've been a producer. I've been a presenter. I've created in-store music solutions for companies. I've been in and around it for a long time. So I think that's probably part of the differentiator. Yeah. But the other part of it I would say is because I have got this, um, this background where you know I've, I've created six and seven figure businesses, I understand that a business is there to make money, and this is my my sort of I guess my USP is that I help people create revenue generating ROI inducing podcasts. It's not just for the sake of it; it's not yeah. just so that they sound good. It's so that they actually drive something and do something. So that's probably the the point of difference. So fourteen years worth of experience and uh, having an understanding of what you know that podcast needs to do for people to, for it to be valuable, really. And, and, and I love that. And I, I,
1: in terms of people going out there with a podcast, you can get very fixated on great. I've got a podcast. I've got the latest microphone, the latest sort of um, editing um, team to be able to do a great job. Yes. I'm promoting it on social. Yes. My download numbers are growing up, but so what, you know, ultimately there needs to be it help you achieve a business outcome, whether it's mm building brand awareness or whether it's monetization it needs to achieve a business outcome. And so I love that focus that you bring to it that maybe some others in the space don't.
0: Yeah. And that, and that was because of, because a podcast did that for me almost accidentally. I launched my first podcast in 2017. I literally did it because a, a mate of mine challenged me and he said, look, you keep talking about, pod- I've been a fan of them since 2012. I discovered right. one called the, um, Oh, what was it the daily motivation or something like that by a guy called Scott something. And I, and I remember, I'd, I'd forgotten this until recently. I used to pay $10 a month for access to these downloads. It was podcasting before it was podcasting effectively. And then I discovered this, this show called the school of greatness with a guy called Lewis Howes. And I would oh, like, like to yeah. do what that guy does. You know, yeah. I'd like to coach people, help people, motivate people, inspire people, uh, but ultimately be able to, you know, to monetize that, um, offering and lead a great life and inspire, and show other people how to lead that great life as well. Um, and so I've been thinking about it for a long time, and a mate of mine in 2017 said, look, you've been talking about it for a long time. You've got all this business, you've got all this acumen, you've got all this knowledge, why, why don't you do it? So I did, and then the day I launched, Tim Ferriss was number one, I was number two, and Gary Vee was number three, and I was like, well, that worked out quite well. Oh, don't get me wrong, Tim Ferriss and Gary V have probably done better with their podcast than I have, but hey, I was still amongst the greats for even just a little tiny while. So... Um, so yeah, but then off off the back of that, I realized that there was a lot of people in, in that space who are sort of just launching a podcast. But again, for me, it changed my life. You know, when I started the podcast, I was running... Um, a property management company. I had 93 tenants. I'm sorry. I had 93 rooms across 21 houses in South London. I was responsible for about 15 million quid's worth of property. I had a 50 to 60 grand a month rent roll coming in, wow. which all sounds fantastic. And I, I don't know if you swear or not on this, so I'm going to edit myself out. I, I, I flipping insert yes. the real word that I want to say there. I yeah. flipping hated it. You know, I was getting anything between 50 and 130 text messages a day. Um, wow. Uh, You know, I used to go. I had to evict people. I had to physically remove people from houses. I've stopped fights. I had to go and let people into rooms at midnight. So I was doing something that, again, the perception was I was very successful, but actually, it was about as unsuccessful as you can get because I didn't like doing it. It made me unhappy, and that's the that's the ultimate, unsuccess almost. And podcasting was this the catalyst to me changing, you know, my whole world. You know, I mentioned it again earlier, and I and I say it very openly, but not to sort of brag. I do. I charge fifteen hundred quid a day. I've got lots of people who will pay me that but that was not my thinking in 2017 I didn't think that I was worth that in 2017 and the person that I became through podcasting has shown me the value that I can charge based on the value I can actually deliver which is again why I'm so passionate about it as a medium because it sounds cheesy to say but it's podcasting has changed my life
1: Hi, Gavin here. I wanted to say a huge thank you. Thank you to all of you who have bought a copy of my book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business. The feedback's been excellent. Copies have gone to all four corners of the planet. I'm so grateful and humbled. I also wanted to let you know that now the audiobook version is out. The audio format can be got from audible.co.uk or audible.com or from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. It was a lot of fun recording the audiobook and hopefully you'll pick up my passion as i take you through all the insights, strategies and case studies to help you not only survive but thrive through uncertain times so go to audible.com or audible.co.uk to check out survive and thrive by gavin preston or grab it from my website surviveandthrive.cc so one of the things that I've seen you do and I've, I've commented to you and fed back to you is that I've seen you sit back, observe the marketplace or the industry space around sort of podcasting and I've seen you make some canny strategic moves and i like you introduce them and explain them but I think before we, if you could just explain some of the canny moves that you have made and the second question is, when you're in the midst of kind of like startup and you're doing everything from the back bedroom, juggling, you know, lots of different balls. How did you, Oh, Oh, not to mention the not too small, um, new arrival of child, you know, son number two in the mix. How on earth did you manage to have still the space, the time, the insight, the presence of mind to come up with the ideas that they have, which I think will in the fullness of time, be game changes for you and your business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, th- thank you for that. And honestly, thank you for your kind words because this, you know, w- when you are in the. In the back bedroom, you know, it's quite a nice... We've got space for, like, double desks and stuff. It's a nice home office, but it isn't, you know, what was the spare room, you know, under no illusions, no amount of, like, ring lights and <laughs> fancy microphones could <can> disguise. <laughs> this was once a bedroom for guests. <laughs> um, you know, this is not the uh the central London office location that maybe I once aspired to as a younger child, but, yeah. but it is what it is. But do you know what? The, the reason... um the, the the way that I've had the, the sort of the mental capacity and space to do it is because I had to. It wasn't out of out of um, a want. And there's a big difference. You'll know this as a coach. There's a big difference between a want and a need. Mm-hmm. You know, this time last year, as I say, I was, I was running a very successful coaching business. When you do successful things your lifestyle very quickly costs a certain amount of money yeah, and whilst sure. I said in 2017 I didn't have the personal value to be able to charge 1500 quid I nowadays need the personal value to charge 1500 <laughs> yeah, quid yeah. because my lifestyle costs from 2017 have gone up about tenfold yeah, so yeah. it was a business born out of need but I'd also I've, I've got sort of more of a presence of mine mind as I say IPQA qualified in uh, NLP master NLP performance coaching etc which is all well and good but only if you deploy the tools. And I'm very good as a coach. I'm very good at making, but you, you've had some of my coaching. You know, I can make you see the obvious. I can help you drive forwards. I can help you increase whatever area of your business we are sort of focusing on for that coaching session. That's fine. But I've not always been good at self-coaching. And I don't know if you as an expert coach find that yourself. I'm great at dishing it out. I'm not, not so good at taking it inwards. But I, I also knew that in order to get different outcomes, you need to have different sort of viewpoints and, and sort of inputs, if you like. And I'd never really, I've, I've always been like a bull in a china shop. I will just, if it needs 20 hours a day of work and looking after two kids and trying to keep a wife happy and all the rest of it, I will do, I will find a way to do it. But, I look, but what I've never done before is I take, a, take a breath, take a step back. And it's actually very uncomfortable for me just mm. to stop. I like moving. I don't yeah, like yeah, stopping, yeah. but to stop and go, right, okay, what is, the, what is the, the, the business model here? What is the opportunity here? What is the marketplace doing? And you know that whole thing of, you know, see what the masses are doing and do the opposite. I was like, that, yeah. that to me is counterintuitive because everyone is getting into the podcast space. So you've got to go down that route with people. However, my, my theory and my thinking on this one was observe what the masses are doing and do it a bit different. Mm-hmm. So things love like, that. for example, and, and there's a couple of catalysts. there was a guy who reached out to me said, oh, "I'd love to get your, your uh, thoughts on on some coaching." And I thought he wanted me to coach him, but he actually wanted me to give him my thoughts on his coaching for podcasters and he, oh, right. and he had, yeah, honest to God, I was like, well, that's wow. fair play, you've got some front. I'll have that phone call just because I think <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah, um, yeah. and he and, and I said to him, I said frankly, I said, you, you don't qualify to to coach this stuff." I said, "But if you are going to do it." Please understand that you have got, I know you're only going to charge small money, but you've got people's, um, you know, the opportunity to launch this podcast successfully only happens, you know, when you launch it. I was like, so you've got, you've got a responsibility to people. So you've got to make sure you do it right. And I said, and I would just make sure you get your own house in line before you, you know, spout advice on how to do it to other people. Because I was like, you know, your artwork's no good. Your messaging's no good. Your show notes are no good. I said, I'm not saying this to be cruel. I'm not saying this because I'm annoyed that you're in the space. I want all boats rise in a high tide. And that's again, another big shift in my thinking recently. So I was like, well, if I could help this guy and then it vicariously helps his coaching clients, eventually karma will sort of pay me back. Um, but when I, so I had that conversation, I was like, all right, this is interesting. So everyone who's ever launched a podcast is now going to teach people how to launch podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone
0: who's launched a podcast, uh, everyone who's been teaching people how to launch podcast is now going to get into the, I'm a podcast agency space. So mm-hmm. I said to my wife, I was like, we need to have a way of really differentiating ourselves. And one of the things that I work with coaching clients on is, you know, what's your USP? And in a lot of instances, people will tell me they're SPs. They'll tell me their selling points, not their unique selling points. Oh, you know, we're a family business, not unique. Oh, we really care about our customers, not unique. So I said to Haley the same thing. I was like, we've got to have a real, real genuine, unique selling point. I said, part of it can be that I've got 14 years worth of experience. Part of it can be that at this point, we've already launched 120 successful podcasts. for both of those things in their own right team. are
1: powerful USPs.
0: Absolutely. But I would say they are, they are probably just verging on USPs, but I'd say they're more SPs than USPs. Sure. Okay. So I said to her, let's do something completely different. And then I looked at like Peter Crouch. This sounds really random. I looked at Peter Crouch and his download numbers. And I thought if Peter Crouch had that podcast as an independent podcast, he would be able to do more with it, make more from it in terms of financially and for his brand. Don't get me wrong. I'm not expecting anyone to feel sorry for Peter Crouch. Regardless of your football disposition, you're probably like, haven't got too much empathy for former premiership footballers with mega model wives. Like There's not, that, there's not much empathy that Peter Crouch is going to get. But I thought just on, a, on the principle of it, if that was a private podcast, if he can monetize the content in the way that you can, based on 25 quid per thousand downloads, he would be making an absolute fortune. So then I thought, well, and also the other thing is that the big media companies generally... Um, own the intellectual property so i just sat back and it hit me like a bottle of lightning. and so in fact you know what you can make more money and they could keep the content the ip for the content and everyone's winning and then on the flip side the agency my agency can earn the money so i don't necessarily have to bring the money in through people paying for my services i can make it in the back door as well yeah, yeah, and that's it. the thing that i was looking at you know uh, you know people talk about how do you get out of swapping time for money Yeah, exactly that, and also having these these multiple streams because I, Mm -hmm. you know, lockdown. I think if it taught us anything. Was you know first and foremost, make sure you always have at least fifty rolls of toilet paper just in case <laughs> of any eventuality because the apocalypse is coming and even oh. if, you know COVID. Oh, but re- people like recoins. you and I, we young
1: families. We've always got loads of wet wipes, haven't we? So if you run out of loo roll, yeah. you know that wet wipes can save I, the day.
0: I know, but like in the winter time when you're out and about, you don't want to use a wet wipe, do you? It's just not a pleasant experience, <laughs> is it? Um, getting too personal here, but yeah. So I thought to myself, right, you know, it's, it's shown us, um, you know, you have to have these multiple sheets always been very popular, you know. The likes, like uh, I know, the, the big proponent of that has, has been Rob Moore traditionally, and I love yeah. Rob. I think his content's fantastic. But I think his the theology of multiple streams went from theory to like people could actually tangibly <laughs> understand the reality of needing that. But I thought I don't want to have to. I want the agency to be my focus. So how could I drive multiple streams of revenue through that same model in a slightly different way? And that's kind of what I'd come up with, really.
1: And so, um, so just to kind of lay that out for the listeners, what was you? What did you then go and do? What did you then go and pitch?
0: Oh yeah, I forgot to say what it actually was. Wasn't I? I hope, I hope everyone's because <laughs> I've made it sound really good by this, but haven't right now. I go well. Actually, we just do some stuff for free, and we make money on the back end. They're gonna be like, "That's really crap, man." After all that, after all that build up. But yeah, so basically, what I created was what I called the uh, the influencer joint venture partnership, which <laughs> which sounds well fancy, but effectively. I, I realize that as I said, there there's platforms out there where you can monetize podcasts from day one. So even, you know, my podcast, which gets a few thousand downloads, you know, a week, your podcast is probably doing some sort of similar numbers. We could go out there and monetize that content from day one. Now, don't get me wrong, on a few thousand downloads a week, you and I are not gonna get rich. We, we can maybe afford a few more uh, lockdown two loads of toilet roll, but other than that, we're <laughs> not gonna be making mega millions, if that makes sense. But for people who can drive big, big, big numbers, yeah, yeah, you absolutely could be uh you know making decent revenue from the word go the podcast space by 2021 is gonna be worth a billion dollars a year in advertising revenue as well and we're only just getting started so i was like well if i could monetize this content and and charge it out and the influencer can create the ip there's a bit of a win-win so i literally i went to um a mate of mine who's uh, Brad Burton, the UK's number one motivational speaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. I happened to see, and he, I was on the phone to him yesterday, actually, it was random. But um, that's a story again for another day. But he, um, he was doing some work with Natasha Hamilton from Atomic Kitten. He'd done like a coaching session with her. And I'd, and I'd never, I hadn't seen her content before. I just saw it via Brad. But when, what she was talking about, I was like, I really like her. She makes a lot of sense. You know, she's got a great energy about her, great, um, you know, uh, her messages about being sort of like physically and spiritually and mentally well. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. Listen to some more of her content. I was like, this is really good. It would work great for a podcast. And I'd had this idea ruminating in the back of my head for a couple of days. I hadn't been there for long. But my whole thing is like, as soon as you've got an idea or a plan, take some form of action. So I thought, do you know what? Rather than me putting like a pitch deck together or a website page or a PDF, I was like, let me just voice note her. So I voice note her. I said, hey Natasha, you're a bit of a random one, but I'm good friends with Brad Burton. I see you've doing some work with him recently. This is going to sound a bit strange, but have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I own a podcast agency. Don't worry, I'm not about to pitch you, you know, would you like to use me for a few thousand quid? I've come up with this new model where my agency will effectively become your professional podcast agency for free. There's a revenue generating model we can work on together. We can get your powerful podcast launched. By the way, I've done 125 at this point podcast launches. If you'd like to have a chat, let me know. And let's jump on Zoom. And within three minutes, she messaged me back. She went, that is so weird. I believe in the universe really heavily. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. I've actually been looking, Googling agencies for the last couple of weeks, no. but I didn't find anybody who kind of fitted who I want to work with. Let's have a call. So I literally Brilliant. laid it out on a on sort of on a platter story. I said, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. And I'd love to do it with you. You've got, the, you've got the, the numbers in your favor. You've got the credibility. You've got the backstory. You've got the history and the heritage. And most importantly, you've got great content that I think will really work as a podcast. Shall we do it? And she said, "Well, I've got. I've done this um, over the summer. I did this thing during lockdown. I interviewed the likes of Dame Kelly Holmes and Matt Johnson and all the Atomic Kitten girls and blah blah blah. Would that work?" And I was like, "Well, it might." Yeah. So I watched <laughs> the videos. I was like, "This is gr-. again great content. Here. Dame Kelly yeah. Holmes talking about self-harming just before the Olympics and how oh the death of her mother actually stopped her from self-harming and how she was suicidal and she had, I mean, and Natasha's really open and honest herself. You know, she's been in the media spotlight and like horribly in the spotlight back in the day." For, for 20 years but she also had a, a, a baby at 20 while she's a pop star which was unheard of back in the, the early noughties and she was having a mental breakdown and she had postnatal depression and oh, she went through you know she had a million and a half quid record contract and then she decided she wanted to hand it all back so she's really struggled with her sort of mental well-being as well so she openly and transparently shares through the podcast so it's just a real good win-win and obviously by creating this sort of um this monetization model, I said to her, look, we could even turn on the, the monetization taps straight away. So we could run adverts to this podcast straight away. But what I think we're both better off to do is see this for the long game, see this for a long-term partnership. And I think that's again, part of the, the reason why this has been successful as it has been in gaining traction. I said, let's not turn the taps on. I said, so obviously the money, you know, the, the podcast production cost, that's on me, my time, my staff, that's cool. You, your money, your, your time is going to be spent on creating the content, promoting the content, blah, blah, blah we're not going to monetize it through the podcast from day one via advertising. But what we will do is we will generate leads for our businesses because of raising our profile via the podcast effectively. And and that's exactly what has happened already. Um, So it's working really nicely. So that's the, the model that we've created. And, um, yeah, and I've had agencies reach out to me now about doing joint ventures together on Fantastic. stuff. I've, I've had influencers, rather than me having to reach out to them, they're reaching out to me to see if you know, they might meet the criteria. They're like, what's the criteria? I'm like, well, let me, uh, let me tell you about the criteria, um, filling for time, thinking, what's my criteria? Uh, <laughs> engagement levels of 27%, because it sounds like a random number. Uh, hundred thousand fans, but yeah. So that that model is up and running. We've launched two podcasts under that under that sort of influencer joint venture banner now. Love it, and they've both got into the iTunes top ten.
1: Fantastic. Um, and
0: they're both getting mega. You know, the the influencers getting mega value from it. We, are as an agency, getting mega value from it. Um, so yeah, it's working. It's working well so far.
1: Fantastic. You're also really prolific yourself in terms of generating content. I commented before we press record that sometimes I look at my social media feed, there's James and there's the ultimate podcast agency. Oh, there's James. Oh, there's there's a James again. (laughs) And, And I love it, but I'm in awe. It's just like, how do you find the time and the ideas to produce so much content?
0: Well, the thing was, in 2017, before I launched my own podcast, I very much was one of these people, like I read a load of Gary Vee books. I'm read a lot. i sort of looking over my shoulder now at the other books I've read. Uh, you know, The One Thing, Hooked, The Personal MBA, all of those like seminal business book classics. I understood how the algorithms worked. So I know that 7 o'clock, 7 till 9 on a Sunday night is your time when you've got the optimum web traffic, blah, blah, blah. So put all your posts out then. And then I worked with some people and they were like, look, just post all day, every day. Some of it will stick and some of it won't stick. Just do it all day, every day. So I got into a process of literally just running this coaching business, running this branding agency, having a family, having my own podcast, producing other people's podcasts, and still finding the time to make sort of content for social media because I started to realize that the stuff that you do on the day-to-day level, when you put yourself in that sort of like influence or expert space, the stuff that you and I know, Gavin, for example – is commonplace to us, you know, Mm -hmm. setting a goal, setting an intention, you know, it's like coaching what I want, but the majority of the population aren't expert coaches. They don't know this stuff. So rather than just sort of going through the day to day, I now look for opportunities to, you know, curate content rather than having to create it, if that makes sense. You know, sitting here doing this podcast now, I've already taken a couple of photos of the screen. And by the way, hashtag, you look handsome today, which is great. You can't see me, but I can see you. So I've taken a photo of that. I've turned that into an Instagram story. I'll tag you into that. I'll do a post. About oh my it God, afterwards. you can
1: talk at 100 miles an hour and you can still take photographs, hashtags, and do Instagram
0: posts all at the same time. No, I'm going to do the Instagram post later because otherwise, uh, then I can't. So you're talking. legendary. No, I'm almost legendary, I'm (laughs) so 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 good at multitasking. (laughs) No, absolutely not. Well, it's actually, do you know, multitasking is a fallacy. Your brain can micro switch between tasks very, very quickly, but it can't actually do things. So anyone who's out there going, men can't multitask. Well, guess what, ladies? Neither can you. And that's not me. (laughs) That's science. Um, So, yeah, but I realized, as I say, with with the sort of day-to-day stuff that was going on in my businesses then and still now, people don't understand the... Yeah, you know, there's just lots of stuff that happens day to day as a business and, and your job almost has become the, the sort of the marketeer <clears throat> and your own PR person. So yeah. even things like, <clears throat> excuse me, like I, I get a daily newsletter about the podcast industry. I will make some content out of that for people that are not subscribers, you know, 15,000 people who are like podcast geeks on that n- mailing list. But that means that there's the world's population minus 15,000 people that have not seen that content. So for example, on Friday, Spotify launched what they call Spotify cards. So you could promote your podcast on Spotify really, really easily. I'll turn that into a five minute video for LinkedIn. I'll turn that into a six. I'll do it really quickly as a 60 second video for Insta. I'll turn it into a 15 second for reels. Um, and off the back of that one piece of content, I could also turn the microphone on and turn it into a podcast. So it's about, for me, it's about not having to make more content, but it's just almost like capture the day-to-day to curate content. And that's how I can sort of appear to be everywhere to the point where people are like, mate, you might want well to just ease off a little bit.
1: <laughs> so I've noticed that you're also now increasingly, well, if I'm to believe what you post, which I absolutely do, but you're increasingly being invited to speak at events, um, to speak uh, on other people's podcasts, uh, um, yeah. to be interviewed on on radio, etc. cetera. It, how has that come about? Is it because of this prolific nature of your content and obviously the the, the value that you create? Is a direct yeah. correlation?
0: I, I think it. I think it is. To be honest, so for example, I've been asked uh, in a couple of weeks to do a, a session called the Lightning bulbs, uh, Sorry, the Light Bulb sessions for BT, um, which is like from a credibility standpoint, it's, it's phenomenal. phenomenal. I don't know anyone yeah. at BT, but it's come through from the Great British Entrepreneur Awards. So the wow. Great British Entrepreneur Awards have put me in touch with BT and BT are like, yeah, let's do a seminar session, expert session with this guy. I'm like, wow, that's, that's kind of nice. But the reason for that is because that I've, uh, you know, been commenting on Great British Entrepreneur Awards, you know, content for, for a number of years. I've been in touch with the founder. I said to the founder during lockdown, because they were doing like a uh, almost like a how to get through the crisis kind of content series. And I said, look, I love what you're doing. I've just launched a podcast agency. I'm more than happy to take the video recordings, repurpose that and turn it into a Great British Entrepreneur Awards you know, crisis content podcast, if you want. I'll do that all at my own expense if you want to do it. Uh, you guys own the IP of it. I'll just, I'll just make it for you. I said by proxy, I know that because I'm, I'm producing the Great British Entrepreneur Awards podcast, I'm going to get massive credibility and I'll, I'll generate business through that. So I think there's, because of the prolific nature of, of what I've done. And I think it's also because I always have, I, I guess, a self-belief that I can make the value out of a situation. So for example, the, 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 I've been invited to speak on another panel, but it's all coming at the same time, which is really interesting. So I've been asked to go on the, it's called the um It's like a five-day summit. They've got some great people on. And um, again, they said, oh, we, we want to talk about like self-promotion, which is good that you pick up on my levels of it. And they're like, oh, yeah, you've been recommended. I was like, who recommended me? And it's someone from Startups Magazine. Now, Startups Magazine is somebody that I write for. But again, I put the time and the effort into following them to start with. So I gave. and And this is one of the things that you've got to understand in business and in marketing and in branding. In this day and age of influencers and social media, blah, blah, blah. You give and then you get. But you
1: you've just cited three win. examples in this conversation of giving first Natasha. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're giving it to the, um, to the, the entrepreneurs awards that got you the BT lead. And, and then the other panel that you got from, from writing for startup magazine. Fantastic. Yeah,
0: exactly. And then there's another girl who's messaged me literally this morning, actually, and they've got um, 250, um, PR and marketing agency CEOs in a private group on Facebook. And she's like, Oh, we've seen your content. Would you come on and do a podcast session? So I think there's a couple of things. I think it's the willingness to give before you get. And again, but giving from a, from a genuine place of giving, not give to get, give, and then maybe get, because I know if I give that much, I'll always get it back eventually, but I'm not trying to get it back. If that makes sense in the here and now. And again, I'm, I'm probably because of my PR background, I'm really good at spinning, situations like the bt thing is that like a big deal well it is if i tell people it is no it's bt it's a mega brand what does it mean to people? well bt have asked me to give a talk again i I, I literally use use that exactly credibility so i use that situation then i become my own press officer effectively so not only do i get the opportunity to, to you know for them to give me the the opportunity i'll make my own opportunity because i'll spin it like it's bigger than what it is sort of thing by the end of this year everyone in the United Kingdom will think that I am the podcasting Gary Vee because I'm just going to tell people that 14 (laughs) times a day. That's phenomenal, James. Thank you so much for your time today. Joining me on the Business Mastermind
1: podcast. So if people want to find out about you, the Ultimate Podcasting Group, um, you're
0: building the brand podcast, your own podcast, how do they do that? Um, come find me on Insta. That's the best place. At James Burt official. So Burt is B U R T T. So James Burt official on Insta, and from there you can find all the other. I'll be on there seventeen times a day. Of course. Come follow me, and I'll bore you to death within a fortnight.
1: <laughs> James, a star, a gentleman, and a mind full of amazing information and insights. Thank you so much. It's been a real privilege talking
0: to you. Thank you for having me, mate. I really appreciate it. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms. Enjoy more success and create more impact.